Hello again, guys and ghouls. This is Vincent Price from Beyond the Grave of the Crypt from a Thousand Years Ago, here to haunt you once again for Darko Malboy Podcast. Vincent Price wasn't alive a thousand years ago. He had always been. been alive. You don't know that. He was in that uh, Scooby-Doo episode series, 13 Ghosts or whatever, which I don't think is what it's called, but it's Scooby-Doo. Like, he gets ghosts. like a thousand then, years ago, yeah. I was an Egyptian pharaoh as well. And Dracula. Uh, By the way, I'm Mitchell. I'm Sam. I'm Scott. Uh, That's not the movie we're watching either. This isn't I Am Sam. I'm Scott. And I'm Julia. We were watching I Am Scott. What if there was a movie called I Am Julia? Then it would be really confusing. You would have to make that joke twice in a row every day. We can make a movie called I Am Julia. I Am Dracula. Here, now I'm with Vincent Price in the same room. Anyways, hey, Vincent Price. (laughs) Fuck, what? How are you here again? I thought you went back to hell. I was in hell, but now I'm here to haunt the living once again. What movie did you guys watch? I'm very interested. Wait, now we need to suss this out. Is the implication that Vincent Price was a ghost his first time on Earth? I don't know that we need to figure this out. What's the movie? Um, so this week for a Darko Malboy movie podcast, we watched Annihilation. It was my pick this week. I don't know. I saw this movie in theaters. I thought it was very pretty. And it also, like, made me super uncomfy, especially at the end. When when we chose Supernatural-ish movies for this, this session, this popped into my head. And... Uh, so when, when I heard that we had picked this and I knew we had picked Supernatural, I kind of was confused by this. Are aliens supernatural? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I would okay. say so. All right, that's do you fine. Guys disagree. How, how do you no. do? Aliens and the TV show Supernatural. I, I think that's right because like X Files is super supernatural. Also, I got confused because I at first I watched Mortal Kombat and Annihilation, and then I oh. realized you meant this movie. <laughs> yeah. So that made a lot more sense. Is that the one with Raul Julia? Uh, no, that's Street Fighter. Uh, Mortal no. Kombat Annihilation is the sequel to the highly anticipated Mortal Kombat. The movie. first Mortal Kombat isn't bad. I just don't like it when Johnny Cage gets killed that way. It's just in the first five minutes, in and the they recast everyone. Yeah. Anyways, um, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, Annihilation. Um, this is directed by Alex Garland, who also directed Ex Machina. They spent a lot of money on this movie and didn't make it all back. Grossed forty-three million, and the production budget was somewhere between forty and fifty-five million. And one article I read said this was a one of the worst bombs of two thousand eighteen. Stars: Natalie Portman, uh, aka everyone's favorite Star Wars actor, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson. Tuva Novotny and Oscar Isaac, everyone's second favorite Star Wars actor. I forget he's in those movies. He also willfully forgets that he's in those movies. He also does not. He fucking hates those movies. (laughs) Yeah, him and John Boyega are tainted. This was a book written by Jeff Vandermeer, and I think. Good. Sorry. 
It's a good I, book. I believe Mitchell has read it's the a good book. book. Read yeah. it a couple times. Um, so there we are. Um, like I said, it, it bombed pretty badly. So that's kind of the overview of this. Which is which is weird that it bombed because when Julie and I saw it, we saw it in a pretty packed theater. And there was just the worst people in the world there. Yeah. There was a small child, like definitely six years old. And they so, didn't leave until the bear scene had already started. So that was The cool. second bear scene. The and second then, bear scene had already started. There was a guy of a Slurpee who was scraping the thing against the bottom of it, which made me want to <laughs> just jump over someone and attack him. There was also a man filing his nails. And crinkling a water bottle. The, the worst thing you can do in a movie theater. Who fucking files their nails in a movie theater? It's We've complained nice about this twice now, experience. but it's still true. Yeah. I love how uncomfortable it made you enough to complain about it twice. It's <laughs> awesome. Well... It was released alongside Game Night and Every Day. Uh, I don't know what that is, Fuck but is Every Day. I, then I, the second weekend, Black Panther came out. That's uh, what killed it. So that didn't help. There's well, we can get, we'll we'll talk about it, I guess. But there's some stuff in this movie where it's like, why is this in here? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to see her getting laid with like that many times with that many people? Like, that's completely unnecessary. I don't care. You could straight up just that's... cut that other character out of the movie and nothing would change. Yeah, that's basically right. I black I out how many times I masturbate a day. I don't need to see Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's do five. It. That's a great segue into our first. How question. much Sam masturbates? Yep. <laughs> a lot of the critical response I read kind of was saying that they liked how it was kind of open ended and kind of like you could take your own meaning away from this movie. I think it is kind of like a mirror in some ways because it does have a couple themes it touches on and then it kind of leaves it open for you to kind of decide. Uh, what did you take away from this movie? What like what was the, not the moral, but like what, what was the major theme you got out of it? I, I mean, they I think they pretty much hit it on the nose early on when she's talking to the to the lady in the boat and she pretty much spells out what the entire movie is about, talking about self-destruction and that stuff. The whole movie is about these characters who are either obsessed with dying, obsessed with death, or are attempting to just off themselves in the most oblique and strange way possible. That was what I realized this this time watching it. There, I was like, "Oh, they're all resting cold. That's cool. That's fun." Yeah, except there's no excruciating car scenes with them and Woody Harrelson that make me go, "Jesus Christ!" At a fourteen, no, but there's this. It's all one ghetto, man giant gutter in outer space there's still an excruciating boat scene there is a pretty bad boat scene yeah that's all speaking of scenes that don't need the, that screams like a producer was like hey these character motivations are somewhat gray and not completely understood spell everything out about all these characters very blatant also very cool. like they they're supposed to have like been in the shimmer for weeks by that point yet their coats and clothes were so perfectly manicured that that really bothered me where, there's yeah, a, there's there's some stuff. There's some stuff with the clothes. Like Gina Rodriguez at one point just pulls out a sweatshirt, like a normal ass hoodie. She pulls out a hoodie when she starts to get angsty, and I found that very funny. <laughs> like the black hoodie <laughs> she, she has on in that last scene. It's like, where does that come from? <laughs> there's shit that starts to happen. Like when the writing goes south, I just start to like rip it apart visually. I'm like, what? And that's why I was, and it happened in the boat scene where it's like, oh, that's really fucking stupid. What they're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Like, this is dumb. Why isn't something attacking them? And then it, like, cut to, like, her fucking that dude. And I was like, all right, I don't need this. 
I don't need this is how I felt about basically all of the exposition that was a flashback or a flash forward. It would have been much fucking better off if she had just reappeared and they didn't explain it. I think there's any like environmental message here or is it just black pill shit? I think it's completely black pill shit. Yeah. Yeah. Other than pretty. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, they they did make a scene where they said, actually, this movie is about self-destruction. I'm dying of cancer. Your husband died and... My daughter's dead. She's a drug addict and she cuts herself. I kind of took away some sort of, like, if you fuck up the environment real bad, something will come and fuck you up real bad. I think there was some of that in there with the mutation and stuff. Anyways. um, (laughs) (laughs) I think the Simpsons did that better, though. Yeah, it was... Yeah, we can talk about that. Another thing that came up a lot when I was reading reviews was the word pretentious. This is kind of linked to the first question in that the same way that it was kind of supposed to be a brain teaser, it kind of wasn't at the same in the same way because it did kind of spell it out. I thought you could take some other stuff away, but what does it mean to you when a movie is pretentious? What does that mean to you? Zack Snyder, I think, is horribly pretentious. The bat is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy. Tell me. Do you bleed? You will. Zack Snyder is pretentious. That... Was this movie pretentious? No. This, okay. I think I think this movie is, is kind of pretentious. I think if the last 20 minutes weren't in this movie, I think I would have a much different opinion of it. The last 20 minutes? Yeah, that one where she's like in like the, the pit in the, in the lighthouse? Yes. As soon as they get to the lighthouse, this becomes Oh, we're like, going to talk about that. We're going to okay, talk well, about that. Okay, well, then I'll save it for later. Yeah. But yeah, I think the ending of this movie really kind of saves it in my opinion because i always think of the ending because it is i don't know it, it reminds me a lot of 2001 when he's going through the stargate my god it's full of stars it's just this strangeness it's an experience essentially so just to like insert it here the definition of pretentious is attempting to impress by affecting greater importance talent culture etc than is actually possessed so the reason I asked that first question is because I wanted to see if anyone else got anything other than the, oh shit, this movie is about self-destruction because they straight up said it like three times. I think this movie was pretending to be way deeper than it actually was. Um, yeah. And I think there was some dialogue that if they had left out or maybe had been more subtle, it would have been less pretentious somehow. Um, I think the insertion of the this is what this movie's about was a really really bad choice and i read that they had a test screening and that the producer did not like this and said it was too in- intellectual and so i don't know if they changed it in post or what but or reshot or w- did what but those scenes when they're in the boat things like that where they straight up say this is this movie is where it went off the rails in terms of it, pretentiousness for me. It, it felt, I, I don't know, if, I think pretentious is, is a really good word for it, but but like plasticky and kind of fake and just, it's, it's not grounded really at all. 
Ex Machina th- is so much better at doing what this movie tried to do than this movie was. This movie bounces back and forth between like flashbacks and like they're lost in time and and then they try to like bring it all together with like some high idea and it's just it doesn't land. Nothing lands. But it sort of tells you that it lands with a really high production value. And uh, I think it comes across as, as super fake. Yeah, it's like everything, like you were saying earlier, every time the writing suffers, you look, or you start looking around at the stuff in the background. And I think that's how they tried to get around it. Is it just, it was gorgeous. And they did some like, some kind of interesting stuff. Like, did you guys notice that the tattoo on that person was like shifting around from person to person? The Ouroboros? Yeah. Yes. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, it it ends up on Natalie Portman's arm right after the bear thing the second time. The man bear pig. Yeah, and I think it, I don't remember who it starts on, but the it's like kind of subtle stuff. But at the same time, and then they scream it from the mountaintop what the movie's about. So it's like, what's the point of having subtlety if you're just yelling down the river? Oh, we all hate our lives and we lost somebody and now we just want to die. Yeah, and I think there's definitely parts of this movie that are very frustrating like that. Um, you look at it's, it, the boat scenes, especially any of the flashback stuff. There was a one, one scene where they're in the lookout post, too, where it was just Natalie Portman and the psychologist for the first time, and they just dissect ev- both of each other's past, and it was... <laughs> and the fact that they, like, flat out right said, too, like, you know she's not coming back. She has cancer. I was like, mm, right. cool. We definitely needed to fucking hear that, so... Yeah, there were a couple that were cringeworthy in that sense. And I think that, yeah, ultimately it would have been so much better without I, any of the flashback scenes or any of the where any of the stuff where Natalie Portman's in quarantine. Um, this I have a question. So what's the difference between like cringing and like eye rolling? Because I found myself rolling my eyes more in this film than I did in, in the other ones uh, that would maybe make me cringe thoughts i i I think eye rolling is like a oh fuck off thing and a cringe is like oh god oh god right i I guess i watched this movie in private and there was nobody else around so it was was really just like oh get the fuck off so for me cringe is like the office style humor like you feel bad for the person whereas eye rolling is like oh this is fucking stupid that's the difference to me yeah, but I, I think with this movie, I think it it really, the high moments, I think, are so fucking good that I think it makes up for those, like, Okay, so let's, let's throw away, let's, let's throw away everything before the bear attack scene, okay? Because I think that's kind of where this movie starts to take off a little bit. Because everything yep. before, it's very slow and very monotonous. Um, okay, so first thing, this is, like, a quick fire question. Was that, was that scary? Was that scene scary with the bear? Which bear one? The first, the second, second, the one? second bear, the second, second bear. one is fucking terrifying. Yeah. The famous bear. Yeah. The fucking that. skull on it is terrifying. The first one I thought mm-hmm. for sure was a cat, but then they kept saying that was a bear and I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe it was a bear. But the second one, yeah, I was genuinely scared the first time. You thought it was a cat? It was cat-like. The first one, I thought it was like a fucking jaguar or something. <laughs> oh, like a, like a jungle. Sorry, I thought like a, like a cat. No, it was a house cat <laughs> like a for puma. sure. No, it was some <laughs> ziggy, giant like ziggy. It was a tiger cat. <laughs> no, I thought the bear scene was upsetting, 
And when you first hear the scream, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed okay. how I its like eyes it. were like fucked up on its face, and yeah. it was like half skeleton. And it was so man- two yeses. For sure. And then Sam, are are we scared of this? I am not scared of it because I I just think it's an awesome creature. Like it's like kind of like fused all together and then it like consumes like it, it embodies the thing that it kills right because it doesn't want to eat right all it it never eats the people it just like rips them apart and kills them because it's like a zombie man bear pig thing that like can take on different properties it's it's super cool uh not scary though what about the part where it's like oh that girl um, the mousy girl dies and instead of just I thought it was just mimicking her voice instead it was like no it took like a piece of her it, it sounded like they were saying it took a piece of her soul as she was dying yeah. so that part of her that was like scared and dying is living on I was like oh that's so much worse than it just being her voice I thought yeah, that I think was kind of cool because that's literally I think it's just the like super cool where she was laid dead there her throat was ripped out I thought for sure that it absorbed her, not like anything spiritual. Yeah, I thought it was literally just her voice. This That's movie like, is no, pretty anti-spiritual. I thought it was more that it was like a part of her was still living. It was a, a part weird, of her mind, maybe not her soul. It was a weird soul, decision to say that. My my theory about this relates to the end, so I'll save it for when we discuss that. I say no. It was not scary, but it was kind of cool and interesting and. I don't know. It was a little freaky. I'm not going to say oh, yeah. scary, though. I think um, freaky is a good scary. word. Yeah, freaky. in the same way that like a slasher movie is scary, I guess. From there on, it kind of gets better. When all so, the characters are dead and you just have to watch yeah. everything happening. <laughs> so starting at, at that point, they're, they do the flower people after that, right? Yeah, that's when we, Tessa Thompson. Do we like that? Yeah, scene. Tessa Thompson's the last one to die until the psychologist. I actually like that scene better than than anything else in the first part of the movie that Mm -hmm. that was like kind of the highest point before the very end do you guys agree with that yes i liked the the way that she died (laughs) i like she just kind of like walked off she took it and like she yeah it's like it's like she's like i'm okay with this and she's just goes off and becomes something else which i thought was you know kind of a baller move and also kind of beautiful hell yeah man I found it a little a little funky that she just like willed herself to become flower person like so fucking fast. Like she literally it was within a matter of like probably 10 seconds on screen where you first see a flower coming out of her arm and then it's like, "Oh, she disappeared into being flower person." I, I feel it like is it kind of obnoxious that it's like coming out of her cuts too. Yeah, that was a little fucking Tumblr 2014 for me. But um, <laughs> and I still think that her death was the coolest death. And I think that her character was probably was one of the better ones because she didn't talk so fucking much. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed I enjoyed that scene a lot. I just I think that it could have been a little more thought through by having, I don't know, like it not take 10 seconds for it to become an issue. Like it could have been. It could have been done a little better. Yeah, she kind of accepted her fate, and that was fine. I thought it was good. I you do you don't usually see that in movies where somebody's just like, yeah, okay, well, see ya. Okay, so let's go uh, to the lighthouse now and the Skrillex alien scene. 
one of the weirder one of the weirder conceptualizations of what an alien intelligence might look like honestly yeah what did you guys think of that whole thing the ending it reminded me a lot of when i did the fuckload of acid all at once <laughs> uh i do the ending is so fucking good holy shit i think it's yeah. like in like the weird like sci-fi pantheon of things that happen so wait, I think before it's, it's before there. we start like breaking down what it means in like you know any kind of deep way what what happened you want me to run down what happened? No, because I think that it, it, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't tell you kind of, you know, like you kind of just have to guess like, okay, so the woman, what, Jennifer turns Jason into Lee energy? explodes into sunlight. Okay. Uh, Natalie Portman is like, well, that's cool. And then gets blood in it. And then alien happens. So what's happening Port- there? That, that's my question. What is happening there? Uh, I think it's like the birth of like, it takes her essence and i think that's what happened with kane too is it took his his biological or dna or whatever the fuck you want to say it took his thing and it became him and it became a reflection of him i I, because the movie is so materialistic up until that point (laughs) i don't understand why it was suddenly like oh actually this is new age and humans are actually particles of light uh that really Uh, confused me what, 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 like I thought this movie was also about like 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 women and like 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 sisterhood like like the other movie like Suspiria kind of was a little bit and then like all that's happening is they're making their way toward a lighthouse like towards this like giant phallic thing and then they're finding the purpose like that I, I thought it was I, that's actually I, I an interesting that. I didn't think of that that's actually a good that's a good take okay so she turns yeah. into light some blood comes off her face it absorbs it or something and then the skrillex alien comes out and it's a doppelganger i guess no it's 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 reflecting her yeah it's mirroring her image that's a doppelganger yeah and i just oh so upsetting though when it's face like it's how it becomes like a silly upsetting thing it's really bad yeah it's real fucking bad so why wasn't it the other woman since it, it like took her consciousness? Why did it become I mean it took Natalie Portman's blood. I it, think it took her consciousness and it took Natalie Portman physically and then it started just mirroring her images because she was the only one left there. I don't think it took Ven or I don't think it took Jennifer Jason Lee's or JJL as I'm gonna call her now, because we're best friends. I don't think it took JJL's uh like consciousness or anything. I think it was birthed from her because she was so fucked but what's her wanted to die is that why like they had to take some component from her in the process of her being obliterated i don't know i'm telling you what i thought happened if i i'm not gonna be like well this is what happened because i don't know what the fuck happened because it was 20 minutes of weird nonsense the only part of the movie that's up in the air so weird because everything else is like oh uh, you know, I hate my life. But at this at this moment, it's like okay, now you can kind of take your own whatever from it. That's kind of what I was hinting at in the first question. Ah, I don't know. It's it's so weird because like it takes her consciousness or whatever her being, and then it takes Natalie Portman's blood. So it makes a doppelganger of Natalie Portman, where it could have made a doppelganger of the other person, but didn't. So in Oscar Isaac's case, did it did it do the same thing? I mean, it's just very, it's just a very well, so weird I concept. I, I have like my opinion about like, like what it is, like, like, 
artistically and like what they were trying to do. I think it's just somebody trying to talk about objection and like how that thing that is other is like kind of like fully formed almost, but also like, you know, you, but also scary and, and like, fuck that. Like that's, that's, and like, they're trying to, oh God, it, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, but with, with like more like concrete and like to the point with the plot, I think that Oscar Isaac like did die and like the thing that came to the house and like the thing that like we can like look at at the end of the movie that is uh that that's not him right but natalie portman is herself even though she doesn't feel that way like she does escape uh, i have I something to it, ask it's about that so weird that they spell it out like they they try to like leave it all like ooh mysterious but like if you look at the like the timeline of the movie and you lay it out, it's like, oh, Natalie Portman's the real one, and he's the fake one, and, like, that's that's it. It's... Julia, what was your question? Um, So it's heavily implied that he, like, obviously Oscar Isaac's, like, original character kills himself, and that's the alien version of him. That's why he doesn't know anything. If everything in the Shimmer died when she magically kills it all, why is her husband still alive when he was literally the just one of the same aliens and her killing that second one did it like i didn't understand that i fully expected them to be like yeah of course he's dead when she got back which i don't think think she needed to get back at all but i i didn't understand what if you guys had anything to add to that i think it's because he escaped right so he's outside of the boundaries and like everything lights on fire inside of there and then like she kills the alien threat or whatever but the alien threat is still present and inside of us or something like that. I thought it would have been cooler if, cause my whole thing up until the end was like, okay, this meteor is basically cancer on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I would have, which is why she's a, I would have thought specialist. that anything, well, yeah. And anything that would have been from this would have, like you said, died but maybe it was because he was outside of the shimmer. Anything in the shimmer died at that point. I don't understand why anything would have died. None of that made any sense, to be but honest. But it was also, uh, kind of piggybacking off my last question, it was in her blood, too. She looked at it, and we saw it under the microscope. Again, very heavy-handed, didn't enjoy that. Um, I think they just wanted the cool visual effects of, oh, what would this look like, like microscopically? But um, if it was in her blood, too... And when she obliterated everything, she was obviously inside of the Shimmer. Why didn't it kill her if it was a cancer that's affecting her? I don't know. Like, it took over a good part of her body, Well, because her eyes flashed purple at the end as well. Don't her eyes... Did anyone else see that? I had the theory. Okay. So, my thing is that... Remember, they're talking about... We talked about this earlier. How... um, I think the character's name is Shepard. How her soul possibly reflected or refracted onto the bear, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it was able to use her voice. What I think happened was, is the alien reflected onto uh, Natalie Portman's character. And I think that's the same case for Oscar Isaac with the other one. So I think they're both in between human and alien. Okay, so um, are, are we ready to move on to rating? Um, all right, out of uh, 10 Skrillex aliens, um, how, what do you give this movie? Mitchell. Go first. Um, I would give it a seven and a half. Okay, that's pretty high. Any justification for that? Like I said, I think the last half an hour, um, or at least in the lighthouse, I think is 
probably some of my favorite weird sci-fi I've seen um, in terms of visuals. And I know Sam very much disagrees, but I think it's I think it's very strong, and I think it kind of saves this movie from just being otherwise kind of meh. And I think I think the highs of this movie are very high. So I th- I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. And there's a lot of great ideas. It just wasn't completed to its full potential. Uh, okay. So seven and a half Skrillex aliens out of 10. Uh, Sam? Uh, I would agree that the highs are really high in this movie. So instead of giving it a two, I, w- I will give it a three. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Wow. Sam fucking Sam hates, hates this movie, movie folks. Like I, I, I cannot stand this fucking... Sam... I've, and I've seen it a lot of times. I for, should stop picking yeah. movies. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to stand next to you on this hill. I'm going to give it a four. It has moments. It's nice to look at. But I think it really, really is hurt by the first hour I think the entire movie is hurt by that conversation in the river. I think if that doesn't happen and we're kind of guessing at why, or maybe more subtlety on that part of it, I think, I think it's much more effective, but that one, like, Oh, well, this is the entire reason this, everything, all these people feel this way. It was just so bad that it ruined the movie. And I was watching it with my wife and she looked over and said, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) and i kind of have to agree that's valid i don't disagree i was willing to forgive but i know last week we talked all about how stupid it is for the last couple minutes of a movie to be good and then you to walk out of the theater and say "Mm, that was a good movie inception um i think i would give it six and a half skrillex aliens because i thought it was like yeah there were definitely a lot of eye rolling and a lot of things I wish weren't in it but as a whole I thought it was fucking gorgeous I thought it was a cool concept again not fleshed out the way that it should have been I thought the ending was very good there is a good movie in there somewhere it, it could yeah. have been good like I said it's just they just did enough to ruin it yeah okay well that was uh that was we annihilated annihilation. Thank God. Next movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Scotty so boy, it's your turn. I have wanted to see this movie since it came out. Um, weirdly, I feel like the movie we just watched is basically a retelling of this story, which is weird. But here we're gonna watch it again. So I'm going to pick A Color Out of Space starring Nick Cage. I wanted to see this really bad. It's an H.P. Lovecraft story adapted into a movie, um, which Richard Stanley. has not not gone well in the past. I have not seen this, so I'm, I have high hopes. But it's the same shit. Like a meteor hits, there's like a weird shimmery thing and then people get changed into shit and stuff so it's kind of like this movie again i'm just curious to see who does it better i'm sure having seen both of these movies they're incredibly different which is interesting because i feel like in terms of how they approach it okay so color out of space reminds me more of the thing and this is more like kind of basic science fiction do you guys think this Colorado movie was, space is was intended wild. to be scary? Or is it like a heady science fiction movie that has scary part? Annihilation? Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say it was. I it was the latter. I feel like it's like a like a spooky Pinterest board came to life. <laughs> Damn. I don't disagree. Actually, there's like enough. Like somebody said, okay, I have this really good idea for like a weird, like white alligator that has like an alien mouth inside of its throat. Oh yeah. Can we also something I forgot to mention? The half the fucking animals were just Pokemon. Like dead ass. It was like, oh, it's <laughs> yes, just a regular are. deer, but it's white and it has pink flower horns. And if you pay attention really close in the background, a ten year old walks through. It's awesome. <laughs> they actually took a bunch of assets from this movie and just made Detective Pikachu. Yeah, as like I said, as the only person who has seen both of these movies, um, they are very different. Uh, this is Colorado Space is like kind of your typical like you're telling me movie. that a movie starring Natalie Portman is very different than a movie starring Nick Cage? It's not even good Nick Cage either. It's not like Mandy where he's like fun in this. I think he's terrible in this. Really? What about National Treasure 2? How does it relate to that? <laughs> Y'all hear about National uh, Treasure this is the direct 4 sequel, or whatever? Actually. It's coming out. It's happening. Yeah, there's a new team that are doing like a, like a series, which National I am Treasure honestly really excited TV. for because I enjoy National Treasure. It's crap, but I like it. Yeah, we watched Cage the is, first one. Yeah, a I've been on man. a quest to watch any and all Nicolas Cage movies by the time I die, and um, yeah, so we watched <laughs> National Treasure. Well, the problem is, is we started off with his best movie, which is Mandy. Yeah. So it's only is that the one with Will. Me. Is that the one with Willem Dafoe? Mandy? No. no. What's Mandy the one with Willem Dafoe? One... Because my dad maybe watched that when I was a kid, and I've never been able to figure it out again. Like, no, Mandy just came out like two years ago. Um, my faithful, humble. Uh, loving family and friends, we we should probably end this because we are approaching an hour. Um, should I summon Vincent Price to again to let us to let us leave? Do Please. Vincent. All right, hold on. All hail Vincent. Hello again, guys and ghouls. I'm here to say good night and goodbye after a thousand years in the crypt. I am so excited to watch my good friend Nicolas Cage take the screen. Did you know Vincent Price was an episode of Columbo? Did you know that Vincent Price just got summoned by a robot? Fire? I was also on Sesame Street. That I that <laughs> I did not know. Yes, it was one of my favorite uh, leading roles. I starred next to Count Countula. You know the Count. No, I don't get it. And one time I even was in a song with a very nice boy called Michael Jackson. I wonder what happened with him. I died. You all, I want you all to be proud of me. Not once in this podcast did I bring up the fact that Natalie Portman is good friends with Alan Dershowitz. Not once did I talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I think I we want just found congratulations. Our I'm proud of you. I'm Sam. Sam. Anyways, I'm, I'm Vincent Mitchell. Price. And I'm Scott. Thank you for listening to Darko Malboy Movie Podcast. Come next week where we will watch uh, Color Out of Space and we'll probably have some body mutation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.